Hello everyone and welcome to Made in His Image, a Christian podcast where we take a look at what the world has told us about ourselves, what we think we know about ourselves, and ultimately what God has to say about that. My name is Stephanie Shantakumar and I'm your host and I'm really excited for today's topic. Um, It's going to be about friendship, but before I get into that, I wanted to thank you um, if you've been watching or have been commenting or texting me. Um, I feel very supported and I feel very loved and I feel encouraged to continue. Um, And yeah, it's just been quite an exciting time. Um, I've been bugged by this for a bit. I need to tell a little story before I get into today's topic, but I went to a physiotherapist who basically roasted my entire existence um, and told me that I have really bad posture. So I'm trying to be reminded of like, you know, um, how I'm sitting. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can um, tell me how how many times I end up slouching and then correcting myself. Um, but yeah, today we're talking about friendship and it's actually one of my favorite topics um, because I really love looking at the different dynamics that you can have with someone um and also just um what friendship can look like in every season of your life um and so the the three main ones i want to get into today are um friendship and suffering friendship and joy and the last one is loyalty um in a friendship and before i even start with that i want to preface that like I personally have never had, like, really bad falling outs with people. Um, Growing up in elementary school, my friendships were good. They were solid. Um, Same with my high school experience. I think I always had, like, good friends, like, funny, like, on the same wave as me. Um, But I think it's only when I, maybe, like, closer to the end of high school and... The beginning of my university experience is when I learned about authentic friendships and like, um, I guess, which friends I feel like have been with me through my suffering and my joy and have been loyal to me. And so I've, I've reflected on that and I'd like to share that with you guys today. Um, I want to talk about... Um, surface level friendships because i think that that's what the majority of us tend to have is um friendships that are very surface level or out of convenience i'm sure most of you have friends that you are only friends with because you work with them or um you go to school with them um but is that really you know like an authentic friendship where you learn and grow and change Um, Or is that a friendship that you have merely because you guys are in the same space daily? Um, And those are not bad friendships to have. Like, I would not say, like, stop talking to them. I think it's fun to have friends that you see every day and, like, are, um, you know, experiencing life with. But I think asking yourself whether or not you have friends that... um, outside of that, that know you well and um, that challenge you in your faith 
um, that challenge you in your personal growth, that um, support you even when they disagree with you. Um, and yeah, like like really asking yourself whether or not you have authentic friendships. But before we look at authentic friendships, I would like to get into the surface level friendships. So the first one being, yeah, out of convenience. Uh, the other other one being um, the quality of conversation. Um, asking yourself what, like with certain friends, um, do you tend to gossip a lot? And I fall into the trap of like, I'm guilty of this. Um, having friends that only ever contact you when they feel like they want to spill the tea and like tell you what's going on in their lives um or like get information out of you um merely because it's entertaining and not because they have any advice to share or anything that they would want to um learn about you because they love you um so gossiping is is a big one i think for women in particular um not even gossip but like talking about men um and like that's not a problem i think talking about men is not like um bad but i think being able to talk about other topics i find that um sometimes i'll be in a group um of women and i find that the conversation doesn't go past relationships um and it's it's not a bad thing but it's just not really all like it's not really the most important thing um and so yeah like i think that that's something that i reflect on like do i like what kind of conversations do i want to have what kind of quality of conversation do i want to have with my friends people that i consider close um and so another thing also is um you know how do these it still ties into discussion and conversation how do these friends or the people around me how do they speak about other people um are we talking behind people's backs are we um very judgmental and um you know um like those are other things to look out for that i think um i've been trying to pay more attention to over the over, over the past couple of years um and so you know when you look around you and you look at your friends and maybe if you have a lot of these kinds of friendships where it's out of convenience or you've known them for a long time or um you know um it's just fun to gossip um what can happen to you is that you feel like there aren't many people in the world that you can count on um and that there aren't many people that you can have authentic friendship with. Um, and there are people in the world that only want to use you or um, gain information from you. And so you have to be careful with that kind of thing. I think I was not very careful with that kind of thing um, in maybe my first and second year of university. Um, and kind of just being friends with everyone and anyone, which is not a bad thing. I think it's good to be friendly and talk to people but i also don't think that you have to get close to every single person that you meet um and that's something that i had to learn over time um but especially when you hold certain beliefs and if you're a christian or catholic watching this um when you have strong values and beliefs um knowing that the people around you um 
maybe don't support you in that. Um, and maybe go as far as to talking behind your back. Um, that that's not what you want. And I think that, that that's maybe the reality for some of us. At least for me, I know that there are people um, that know that I post Catholic or Christian content and, um, you know, that disagree with me, but um, won't address it directly to me and so i find out through other people and um it's uh whether or not you have a public presence um just knowing that some people you know disagree with you and and aren't able to authentically share that with you and yeah just be like to be very honest with you um, and it's what you need. It's what we deserve, right? Um, to be able to tell each other when we disagree with one another, um, but still supporting and loving one another. Um, so, yeah, just uh, that was my overview. Um, it was very fast. My overview of um, worldly or, you know, surface level friendships. Um, and I'm sure there's more to say about surface level friendships. Um but I think as I progressed in, um, as the years went by for me in university, um, I came to the realization that um, if I wanted authentic friendship, then I would have to really, really pray about it and look for people that had certain qualities, um, which I'm about to get into. So there are three. We're going deep into the bible today um there are three separate stories that i want to share with you today um number one um i want to talk about mary and elizabeth um and how their friendship is um a representation of friendship that you experience in a moment of joy i want to talk about ruth and naomi um a friendship that um is representative of living in suffering with your friend, experiencing your friend's suffering with them. And then lastly, loyalty. Um, and that can be found in the beautiful friendship between Jonathan and David. Um, so let's start with Mary and Elizabeth um, and and the joy that they have for one another. So to give you context, if you've never read this part of the Bible, um, we're looking at Luke. It's in the it's in the Gospel of Luke, um, and we have Mary, who's just found out that she's pregnant and that she's g- going to be bearing the child. She's pregnant with God, um, or at least the Son of God, and and then she hears that her cousin Elizabeth is also expecting a child and the first thing she does is she runs she travels with haste to meet her cousin um and that excitement and that joy that she has to want to be able to celebrate that with her cousin is um really beautiful and they embrace they see each other um and elizabeth ends up telling mary that the child in her stomach has um, 
the child in her womb, sorry, has leapt for joy um, upon her arrival, her greeting. Mary and Elizabeth um, are overjoyed for one another. Um, and we see how we see how eager Mary is to get to her as quickly as possible. And when you think of your own friendships, when something happens in your life where you just want to share that with your friends, um, or when your friend has something really exciting to share, how eager are you to meet them with the same enthusiasm? How eager are you to um, show up and just share in that joy? Or are you maybe caught up in your own issues and your own problems and maybe have a hard time feeling joy for that person in that moment? Um, And I think that um, when you look at your friendships, think about the people that genuinely, truly are very happy for you in your journey and your your walk with Christ. Um, I think that that's something that I learned over time was to figure out the kind of people or the people in my life who genuinely are so happy for me when I start something up or like even this podcast, um, you know, having friends hit me up about it and congratulating me. And, um, I think that, um, it's, it would be a shame if you had no one to share in your joys. Um, Because, I mean, I think that's the whole point of the body of Christ, I think, is um, when we are able to work as a family and, like, pour into one another. And pouring into one another is not always meant to be just, here are the ways in which you need to improve and I'm going to show you the ways in which you're lacking. But, hey, this is a really awesome step and I want to support you in that and celebrate with you in that. Um, And so... Um, even looking at the context of the story, um, Elizabeth, uh, was having a hard time conceiving. I don't think she thought she could conceive. Um, she was barren and, um, to be able to be pregnant, to know that she was pregnant, um, you know, um, that must've been so exciting for her. Um, and she was probably so happy that she was able to that she was finally able to have a child but then you know she finds out that mary her cousin who's younger than her um very quickly was able to get pregnant um and mary also um is pregnant with the son of god the severity of that the importance of that um, that role, um, Elizabeth could have very well been bitter about it, um, or resentful. Um, but instead she takes the approach of, um, I'm really happy for my cousin. I'm really happy for Mary. Um, how amazing is it that I'm in her presence, in her midst? Blessed is she. Um, and, to be able to not only rejoice in your own joy, to be able to rejoice in someone else's joy and then be grateful for what you have and what God has given you because he gives everyone different things. She did not compare. She looked at Mary 
in a way of, hey, I'm just going to rejoice in the fact that we both are living, um, living out the will that God has set for us, the path that God has set for us. Um, and so, yeah, that's just something that for me, at least, um, in, in my friendships, um, has been like good to reflect on. Um, and I also try to, I, I, I also think taking the approach of like asking myself how I react when a friend has something to share with me. I think often for me, when, um, school's, you know, being, when, when school is really busy for me, um, and, you know, someone shares something really exciting, I can maybe tend to not dismiss, but be happy. Um, and then, you know, leave it at that. But I think actually genuinely being grateful for this person's experience and their, and the gift and the blessing that it is that they get to experience, um, something that they've been wanting for a long time is, um, a better approach and i think looking at the story of mary and elizabeth encourages me to um to live that out truly um to be overjoyed for a friend the second i guess um story that i wanted to get into is ruth and naomi so ruth and naomi if you've never read the book of ruth it's a great book um, and it's not all about Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi. There's a little bit of, you know, a Boaz. There's a little bit of romance in there. But um, we're looking specifically at Ruth and her mother-in-law. Um, and so context here is that Naomi has lost her sons. She's lost her husband. Um, she has nothing to offer to her daughter's-in-law who um, have also now lost their husbands. And so she tells them to go back to their homeland because she has nothing to offer them. Um, one of them ends up going, um, but Ruth doesn't. And Ruth um, wants to cling to her and she wants to be with her mother-in-law in her suffering uh, and they're both suffering. They're both equally grieving. But Ruth cannot stand to leave Naomi. She goes as far as to say, um, and this is from Ruth. Um, I'll find the verse. Um, but she says, "See your sister." This is Naomi saying, "See your sisters-in-law have gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law." But Ruth said. Do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There, I will be buried. And that is a deeply profound message. Um, I think one that really encapsulates what it means to feel your friend's pain alongside them. Ruth cannot imagine not being with her mother-in-law in this time of grieving uh even beyond that she says where you die i will die and that's a bit extreme um but given the context she loved her mother-in-law so much that she would want to um cling to her um and so you know 
um, this is a message about um, suffering um, and how when you're going through something really tough, you want your friend not to dismiss your, you know, your suffering, but instead to share in that with you. But suffering doesn't always look like this. Suffering doesn't always look like grieving. Suffering can look drastically different. Um, for me, in my third year of university, I was having a really hard time. Um, and I didn't even, like, I couldn't recognize myself. Um, and my friends didn't recognize me either because I think I was so far away from God. And um, for a little moment, I think I was in a place of desolation, uh, meaning I just didn't feel the good feelings you get from um, prayer and um, scripture and events. Um, instead, I just felt very isolated and far away from God. Um, but my friends were very patient with me in that and let me speak freely, let me cry it out, um, talk about it 17 million times. I apologize to my friends now, but actually I don't because it's helped me realize certain things about um, suffering and friendship. And so suffering can look like something that can be really difficult for your friends to handle. Um, but um, looking at authentic friendships um, and what God, you know, intends for friendship is that we can cling to one another in hard times, difficult times, times where we don't even uphold our own values, times where we um, are disappointed in ourselves or disappointed in our friends or hurt by them specifically, knowing that we love them and that we want to, we want growth for both of us. I think when you're friends, what's beautiful about, um, you know, friendship with people who know the Lord is that we care more about each other's spiritual growth than anything else. Um, and like striving for heaven together is really important. Um, and so when you look at Naomi and Ruth and you look at their story and you look at how Ruth did end up staying with Naomi in the end. Um, it can kind of get you to reflect on the friendships you have in your life and whether or not when you feel like you're going through something, uh, whether or not there are people that support you and just like stay by you. And if you don't, if you don't have authentic friendships in your life at this point, I think um, prayer is something that that's really useful and not only prayer, but intentionally looking for those friendships, looking for the people who have those types of qualities that they, um, you know, seem to be genuinely happy for you or, you know, empathetic. Um, and um, yeah, those are the things that I looked out for as time went on um, during my experience um, from, you know, end of high school to um, my I guess now fourth year of university. Um, the last thing that I have here for friendship uh, is loyalty. And that can be found with Jonathan and David. Again, I need to give you context if you don't know the story. Um, this comes from 1 Samuel, I believe. 
I could be wrong. Let's go check it out because I could be wrong. But nope, for Samuel, um, 20. Uh, for context here, Jonathan is um, Saul's son. And David is the man that Saul wants to kill. But Jonathan and David are friends. And Jonathan feels the responsibility, the loyalty, due to his friendship with David, um, to warn David whenever Saul plans on killing him. And this must have been a really difficult position for Jonathan because he probably deeply loves his dad and his best friend. But he goes as far in his loyalty. He goes as far as to make a covenant with David. And he says, um, you know, I have it here that um, actually, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to read it out to you. Um, let's find it. So uh, he says, thus Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David saying, may the Lord seek out the enemies of David. Jonathan made David swear again by his love for him, for he loved him as he loved his own life. That kind of friendship is hard to come by. Um, but to love your friend as you love yourself um, kind of relates to the commandment of loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Um, and to make a covenant with someone in this way um, is not only deeply profound and some and it is truly a blessing when you find someone who loves you as much as they love themselves um but it's also something that we should strive to be for other people in our lives um i think we should strive to um love others as we love ourselves um and so to find good friends the whole gist of what i was getting at is to find good friends um you have to be a good friend um, and looking at maybe the areas that you have to improve. Maybe it's gossip. Maybe you have a really hard time letting go of gossip and talking about other people. Um, but if that's something that you're not able to let go of, then those are the kinds of friendships that you're going to find. Um, and knowing that, um, like recognizing the areas that you have to improve, um, or even striving to find friendship with people who are empathetic, who are um, excited for you. Um, like, I think that that's, that sets you up for better, more authentic connections um, and encounters. Um, and so my main point um i think for for me at least i find that my friendships that are rooted in christ are the most authentic friendships i've had um that's not to say that some of the friendships that i have you know outside of my religion and my faith um that they aren't good um i have some great friends who like from high school and you know from elementary school that i think you know um are amazing people uh, 
but I do I can recognize that the people who who know our Lord and who know what it means to be selfless, who know what it means to um, rejoice in in my joy and my successes and who know um, when to feel pain with me. Um, I know that those friendships are the most authentic and um, most genuine friendships that I have. And I think that I only was able to establish these friendships uh, once I decided to define what it means to be a friend to someone. And I encourage you to do that for yourself. Um, I'm sh- I only went through three things today where um, we discussed suffering, joy, and loyalty. But there are other things that make up a good friend. Um, and especially, you know, um, for anyone who's listening, like I would encourage you to take a sheet of paper and write down the qualities that you look for in a friend. Um, and, and then seek those qualities out, not only by looking at the world around you, but also trying to emulate that, those traits as well, trying to be the friend that you're looking for. Um, and so I think that's all for me in this area um at least these three topics that i have um but yeah um and i think most of my friends watch my podcast so um huge shout out to all of you um for authentic friendship genuine friendship and for sticking by me you know when maybe i wasn't the best or i wasn't at my best um and so yeah um do i have anything else to say um it's mid-november i am exams are approaching and i think that a lot of you i think the majority of you are also in university so i'm going to be praying for for you guys um during exam season and I guess maybe end of midterm season for some of you. Um, and uh, pray for me as well. Um, I I can only accredit any of the things that I say to the Holy Spirit. Um, because I could not come up with any of this on my own. Yes, I can. Like, I, can, I have ideas and my own personal experiences. But um, it really is the Holy Spirit working through me. And also through all of you for... The times that you guys have prayed for me and by me um so that's also another thing that i'm really grateful for um but that yeah that's all for me today um and i'll catch you guys next week i haven't decided what i will be talking about next week but you'll know when you see it all right i'll catch you guys later bye